0: Greetings fellow Wanderers in the Fourth Dimension, you're listening to The Greatest Show in the Galaxy. I'm Mike, she's Emma, and today we're taking a look at how you could get someone from new Who into old Who.
1: Indeed, yeah. Um, I think it's quite challenging for people to go from new to old. Hmm. I think it's quite a shock to the system, um, (laughs) to say the least. Um, Especially, I think, as well, if you're from the USA and trying to come to um, classic Who. Hmm. um, I think that because i think british television has quite a quite an an odd language to it i think compared to if you watch kind of um dramas from the us in from the same era it's very different feeling mm-hmm. and um i think that the main thing that people struggle with apart from kind of the obvious stuff of the effects is kind of how stagey it is yeah and how mannered it is yeah
0: I mean, um, we, yeah. we've we've mentioned it several times before on the show in the past about, you know so sort of like the Peter Davison era when they had like the, you have to have all the people lined up in shot. You have to see their faces. You can't see anybody from the back. They can't be out of focus. You can't see somebody over somebody's shoulder or things like that.
2: Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, I think that what that comes from is that when the BBC was first conceived, that is obviously you have things like dramas Mm. but the actors who are in these are coming from a background almost exclusively of theatre of rep Mm -hmm. of basically say all these guys who kept they went to if they went through the acting school process they were people who spent their kind of their 20s and early 30s in some cases doing Shakespeare one week a modern play the next week in kind of crummy little theatres around villages in the country in the country (laughs) and you know, doing a different thing every week. And that was kind of how you learnt your craft. And I mm-hmm. think that that way of presenting a scene and how you kind of project your voice and how you say your lines and things like that, it, it comes directly from, you know, having to shout to the back of a hall somewhere.
0: Yeah, you know, just, as you were saying the words projecting your voice, I immediately thought of, uh, I think it was Colton Baker on uh, the two doctors' commentary. Yeah. Um said about Patrick Troughton, somebody asked him whether he liked to do theatre, he went, oh no, 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 not all that shouting in the evening.
1: Oh no, I agree. As someone who finds theatre mostly <laughs> tedious, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, it's, I think it's just because, I think that obviously things have changed because obviously the the influence of American television mm. and a sort of American popular culture. I mean, our television is nothing like that anymore. No. And certainly not in modern Who. But I think if you go... I mean, not just Doctor Who, but like all those 70s shows. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: It, they're all like that. Mm. <laughs> so I think it, it's, it's easier for us as British people as we were brought up watching it. So you kind of... Your, your mind kind of makes a little switch over automatically. Mm-hmm. But I think if you're coming to it from we are not familiar with our, with our culture, mm. apart, you know, it would be quite challenging. So I think that, that that's one massive hurdle. Mm-hmm. The other one is, which I touched on earlier, is the effects. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's not yeah. beat around the bush. They are sometimes terrible. And because they could not afford to do anything better. This is kind of the best thing they could do on the budget, which was basically nothing, mm-hmm. and lots of other issues. And I think, to be honest, if you're if you're watching an episode, like if you were watching The Invisible Enemy, mm. I mean, the, the effects in that catapult me out of the story, yeah. and I've seen it before. So <laughs> <laughs> it's really a kind of a, a, a thing of sort of choosing your battles, I think, sometimes. Mm, yeah, And then... You have to kind of, once you're sort of, you've sort of become inured to what you're going to be seeing, you can kind of move on to the next thing. I mean, I would never advise somebody who is coming to Classic to watch it from the beginning.
0: Mm, Never. Because you will (laughs)
1: quit. You will quit by the time you get to the (laughs) sensorites. If not before. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's it's practical effects, but not all that practical, really.
1: It's the best they could do, I yeah. mean, to be honest. And, on you know, they were making it very fast, in very tight time constraints, mm-hmm. shot as live so they couldn't cover up any fluffs,
2: mm-hmm.
1: with no budget. And, yeah. you know, to be honest, sometimes it's basically a miracle anything got put on the screen at all. But yeah. this aside, I think that when I was... If I'm going to introduce people to Old Who... Mm-hmm. you kind of like i say you have to kind of pick your battles and you kind of almost because there's such a vast oeuvre of classic who which mm-hmm. kind of covers everything almost sort of every genre like some are very horror focused some of like mysteries some are like really sort of hardcore sci-fi
0: mm-hmm.
1: um some are more fantasy you kind of have to tailor it to the person that you're trying to get it in get them into it
0: yeah yeah i see what you mean
1: I mean, because if I if I was showing if I was thinking of showing it to somebody who's really into their horror,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I would be picking something, you know, like State of Decay or Image mm-hmm. of the Fendal or Stones of Blood or something like that. Something kind of yes, who's yes, really have emphasis on that horror. But again, if I was someone if I was showing it to someone who's into their really old sci-fi, mm-hmm. like their proper hardcore science fiction, I would be thinking something out of season seven, mm-hmm. kind of those long, you know very science-focused episodes. Hmm. So that is, I mean, there's something that comes up a lot is if you're going to try and get people into the one you should watch and show them is City of Death.
0: Yeah. That, that's, I mean... Yeah, it's probably... This is, like, where you start. Yeah. Because, I mean, this is Tom Baker in full flow. Um, the, like, the rapport between him and Lala Ward is just top-notch. You know, clearly they weren't arguing that day.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> they're running around Paris as you can sing to the long to the music, mm-hmm. which is quite funny. You've got they're running around Paris, they're running around Paris.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, I mean, it's yeah. You've got you know great supporting casts. We've got a very interesting villain. Um, it's and you know even surprise turn by John Cleese and Alan a right at the very end. It's it's absolutely spot on. Yeah.
1: yeah, absolutely. And I think that there are, obviously, there are effects in it that obviously you get the reveal of uh, Jaggeroth and you get the whole thing of, you know, no, no, that's Fitch and being, you know, <laughs> youth and that sort of thing. You know, it's, um, there are some effects in it, mm-hmm. but they're not kind of shonky enough to catapult you out of the story. If you're kind of, because at that point, you're into the, if you're going to be into it, you're into the story.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: you kind of won't mind that to a certain extent. Yeah it's uh, i mean but with what i usually say to people where i've had people ask me you know what should i go for
2: mm-hmm.
1: is because there's so much of it mm-hmm. i usually say just if, if, i mean go with a tom baker because that's kind of a familiar doctrine you'll get a lot of the you'll sort of feel at home with him mm-hmm. but just basically pick a title you like the sound of and try it
0: yeah
1: and then if you don't like it try another one because Mm -hmm. it'll
0: be completely different (laughs) yeah I mean it's not even short of uh, Tom Baker story
1: exactly I mean you know I sort of I mean although I sort of encourage people to try other who apart from other who apart from Tom Baker Mm -hmm. but I'm saying if you're truly going into classic having only watched post 2005 Mm -hmm. he is by far the easiest to get on board with because he's kind of the most familiar to what you know from 9 10 and 11
0: Mm -hmm. he's your best shot really yeah absolutely
1: So um, what I also did is when I was thinking about this episode was that I thought I would Google the top ten most popular post two thousand and five episodes. Hmm. So what I did, I just literally googled that phrase and I picked, I clicked on the first list that came up, which is from BuzzFeed. So ever you think of BuzzFeed, I'm sorry, it was just I thought <laughs> out of trying to be trying to be empirical, hmm. just basically pick the first one. Yeah. So what I've done is <laughs> I wrote down the list, and then what I did is I went through and I was thinking if I was trying to recommend a classic episode to sort of jump off from from that one, Mm -hmm. what would I pick? So the 10th one on the BuzzFeed list was Dalek.
2: Okay, so...
1: Once again, I don't agree with this list. (laughs) It's just the top one you Googled, if you were a person who was just, like, doing this out of curiosity, Mm -hmm. this is the list. So, yeah, Dalek.
2: Okay,
0: so, so obviously a Dalek story. Yeah.
1: yeah, so I went with Resurrection.
0: Ah, right.
1: Yeah, yeah. Resurrection of the Daleks. So I was thinking, so you've got that great confrontation with Davros in mm-hmm. there with it. Um, obviously, there's a lot going on other than that in Resurrection. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think maybe that if someone's listening to this getting trying to get some tips maybe we should be a bit vague about the plot points in the episodes mm. but i mean because obviously i don't want to spoil if people they're genuinely thinking they might try it um but uh, i think kind of the moody atmosphere of mm. resurrection kind of goes nicely with dalek
0: yeah that and the massive body count as well
1: that and the massive body count <laughs> that is true it's like it's like if you want the rambo of doctor who stories
0: oh, resurrection hell. is it <laughs> I mean, God, how many people die in that opening sequence alone? Bloody loads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's probably one of. Well, I don't know. I mean, outside of the Sixth Doctor, you know, um, yeah. it's it's all it's one of the most violent yeah. episodes of Doctor Who going.
1: I mean, when we talked about Pyramids and Mars, I mean, we comment on the on it that you know, everyone dies in it. Mm-hmm. This is it's, it's a story like that. It's basically everyone dies. It's not a spoiler to know this. Yeah. Everyone, <laughs> you won't be rooting for any of them. <laughs>
0: everyone dies and everyone's in their dog dies.
1: Yeah. And everyone's miserable about it as well. I'll tell you what, mm. don't watch this if you're feeling kind of Mulderling because you won't feel okay. any better after you've watched it. Maybe no. watch that and then put an episode of The Simpsons on afterwards or something. Oh gosh. Um, okay. Um, number nine, they had Time of Angels, Flesh and Stone. So mm. I picked Tomb of the Cybermen.
0: Yes, good one. I like that. Yeah, I can yeah. see that.
1: Yeah, it's basically. was obviously you know in. I mean, because the it, the kind of this whole quest to get to this mysterious place mm. and confront the baddies and Tomb is just like that. Mm. Um, it's it's sort of very similar in tone. In the especially the way the Doctor behaves in it, I think that obviously because he knows stuff that the other characters in that in the stories do not know, and mm-hmm. he's keeping it to himself, and he's being kind of the crafty Doctor, mm-hmm. and the second Doctor is just like that in Tomb. Yeah. So I would recommend Tomb with the Side Men anyway because it's great. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, um, but yeah, I would say that if you like that, you will like this. I think.
0: Mm. Well, I mean, that's how um, Matt Smith. Uh, got the inspiration for his Doctor, wasn't he? We actually watched Tomb of the Cybermen. Yeah, it's
1: so like I, think you, research. I think you can see that in yeah. um, in Flesh and Stone, definitely.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely.
1: Um, this one was a little bit left field. Okay. Uh, I was really I really struggled with this one because there's nothing really like it. Vincent and the Doctor, they had at number eight.
0: Oh, and Jesus. I was,
1: yeah, I was racking my brain trying to think of something. <sighs> and the best thing I could, could, could come up with is Robot. Because professor
0: okay. kettlewell ah yes I, I see where you're going this now yeah i can see that yeah
1: yeah sort of like professor kettlewell who's kind of like this you know is a like sort of bumbling scientist character mm-hmm. who um is desperately unsure of himself and is sort of being dragged around by the doctor is a kind of a little bit like him. it's a doctor mm-hmm. emotionally it's nothing like it no <laughs> Don't expect to. If you go go to Robot, don't expect something as moody and kind of heartfelt as Vincent the Doctor is.
0: Yeah, And but, uh, <laughs>
1: you know, it. But it's it's very different story in that regard. But I think if you like the relationship between Vincent and the Doctor, you mm-hmm. would. I think you would enjoy Kettlewell and the Doctor's interaction. That yeah. was a hard one, and I thought that's the best I can do for that one. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm I'm trying to think, and then I'm struggling. Yeah, um, it's
1: really it's a really tricky one actually because mm. I think truly amongst um, other Doctor Who stories, there's nothing really like Vincent the Doctor.
0: Yeah, because it's not really a- about you know the monster of the week or anything. It's more about you know. Oh well, pers- yeah, I mean it's definitely yeah. not
1: because the Craphaeus is a sh- it's basically a naked budgie thing, mm. and who cares about that? It's not nothing to do with, with that at all. Yeah. You know, so
0: um, I mean, the only thing maybe you could look at is something like more of the pure historicals like of early doctor yeah. who but then again there's not that many of them surviving
1: yeah i mean yeah. and that's what it is i did try to go for ones that were surviving because mm. i think i wouldn't want to subject somebody to listening to an audio like yeah. for their first time i think that you have to kind of have a picture in your mind of the characters at least the main characters mm. sort of get to know their personalities a bit before you listen to audios i mean yeah. they're great and they're very comprehensive, but I would—it's uh, something that I would only say it's kind of a fan thing. Once you're really, once you're sort of into it,
2: hmm.
1: um, you know, I wouldn't want someone to sit through, you know, the audio of the Highlanders, <laughs> right, you know. So, uh, yeah. okay, so number seven, they had Bad Wolf Parting of the Ways. So with that, rather than go for a, a Dalek one, I went for the War Games.
0: Ah, yes, you want to go for the, the sort of big scale.
1: Yeah, it's a huge scale story. Mm-hmm. You kind of, you've got the things at the end of characters leaving, Mm -hmm. which is happening part of the ways you get people being separated and desperately trying to get back to each other. And Mm. I mean, that is quite a lot of the war games. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think if you're going to try the war games, do not watch it in one sitting. No. Episodes. Yes. Break it up. Like watch two a day or something Mm -hmm. over a week, you know. Yeah. but yeah, I think that that is kind of a nice. They're a nice couple of stories mm. like together. I think they go well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this one was also tricky. The doctor's wife in at number six. Oh
0: god. Um. So
1: again, a lot of ra- brain wracking. I went with the Green Death. Hmm.
0: Yes, I could. I can. Yeah.
1: Again you kind of get this theme of you know people moving on and mm-hmm. I mean again it's got you've got this Vincent the doctor problem of nothing there's nothing really like the doctor's wife Yeah um but I think the kind of the relationships between all the characters and sort of the relationship between Joe and the Doctor, you, you know, it's not like a romantic relationship, but kind of the closest they developed and mm. then Joe having to go away, sort of choosing to go away.
0: Mm. You know,
1: you can sort of see a bit of Idris and the Doctor in that. So, I mean, that was literally, again, yeah. racking my brain. I thought, what's what's the nearest <laughs> I can get to it? And I came up with the Green Death. Mm. Um, but again, the Green Death is a great story. And, yeah. um Maybe I wouldn't recommend it as like your first classic episode, mm-hmm. but um, because again, you may have an issue with some of the effects. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. Um, but also, if you want to see the Doctor cross dress, I can't recommend it highly <laughs> enough.
0: <laughs> well, that and also you've got um, you sort of the, the creepy disembodied voices. You have um, the computer yeah. boss in Green Death, yeah. and you have obviously House in. Uh, so yeah, there's there's a few links there. Yeah, I can see yeah.
1: that. Yeah, it, so it was difficult though. Yeah. Um, nice handbag. Yeah, <laughs> just myself, back myself up here. Okay, so midnight they had it at number five. Ooh. This one I actually found easy. Horror mm. Fang Rock.
0: Ah, yes. Yeah, it's the the mistrust between people. The the creepy sort of amorphous nature of you know the enemy. Obviously, you have the rootin in uh, uh, Horror Fang Rock, which is mm-hmm. a shapeshifter. Um, again, slightly chunky effect in horror of fan yeah. rock. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, if you want to see that, basically the rootin. If you imagine kind of a neon green glowing lettuce. Yeah, that's pretty. That's f- kind of it. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's pretty fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, but uh, as well, but the Doctor is, you know, is kind of watching this with a kind of barely restrained glee mm. in horror of fang rock, whereas the Doctor is in trouble in Midnight. But um, <laughs> oh, boy. If, again, if you just want, if you're there for just a body count as well, mm. horror of fang rock has got you covered. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. So this was another kind of tricky one. Girl in the fireplace.
0: Hmm.
1: Right. So. So yeah.
0: This uh, obviously historical celebrity but you've also got the added creatures in it in in the form of clockwork droids so that opens it up a little bit more i think
1: i went with the aztecs okay (laughs) (laughs) right now i didn't i mean what were you thinking um
0: i don't know actually but um i was now that i've said that i was trying to think of back of like well you know where do you have Things like that. And yeah. th- the more times I was coming up with something, it was like, no, that's a new series. No, that's a new series. No, that's... Oh, no, shit.
1: New right, so the reason why I picked the Aztecs is because mm-hmm. you've got the kind of alternative history kind of, you know, can't change history, not one line mm-hmm. stuff. You've got, um, got loads of action. You've got all that kind of stuff. But you've also got the interesting kind of romance angle between the first Doctor and that bird whose name I can never remember <laughs> in the uh, Aztecs. What's her name? Kamek? Cam- Kamika or something. Oh god, it's I know it's not Yaxter because that's the bloke that Ian's the crazy bloke. The, yeah, that Ian punches off the pyramid.
0: <laughs> Hang on. Good.
1: Hang on. Yeah. Kamaka. Kamika, yeah. Yes, got the sort of relationship between the doctor and Kamika as well, which mm-hmm. is which again he has to kind of leave her behind and you get the whole thing with Baden de Pompadour and the Doctor and mm-hmm. So that's why I went with the Aztecs. Yeah, I
0: see what you mean. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, yeah, kind of like an alt history type thing with Barbara trying to save the Aztec civilization from the Spanish conquistadors and that sort of thing. So, that's why I went with that. Mm. Um, okay, so in at number three, they had the Empty Child Doctor Dances.
0: Ooh, okay. Um, right. Let's see. So, World War Two setting Curse of Fenric. Nope. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, because I'm I'm denied about putting the war games in with this because it's kind of the war setting and all that stuff. Uh, but through that backwards, I went with the Time Meddler because ah, yeah. it's there's like there's kind of it, the whole thing of it being kind of like a caper story mm. with some really like some kind of dark stuff happening in it. I mean, there's a pretty heavy suggestion that someone gets raped in the Time Meddler yes. and basically just told to get over it, <laughs> which is really awful. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, you know, but um, yeah, because I mean, there's dark stuff around Time Medal, but it's also like some really caper kind of stuff between yeah. the Doctor and the Meddling Monk, so that's why I went with that.
0: Yeah, Time is a great watch anyway, i, yeah, I it's enjoy a fun the story as well, yeah. so yeah, apart from the implied rape, apart <laughs> from the implied rape, yeah,
1: but... <laughs> Um, okay, so they had number two, Blink. Ooh. Again, an almighty embuggerance to trying to think of something mm. analogous for so I, I wrote this list a while ago, and I haven't looked at it since for some mm. reason I put the Daleks down now I think mm. the reason why I picked the Daleks is because this kind of whole feeling of it's not really about the doctor
2: yeah.
1: he's not in it a tremendous amount um,
2: yeah.
1: he and also this kind of feeling of like it's this kind of un, this kind of monster we don't understand yet because it's the Daleks. Mm-hmm. And this kind of feeling of it being out of control and the doctor not really knowing what's going on and, Yeah. You know, it's, it's people being in trouble and we're not sure we're going to get out of it and all this sort of thing. So that's kind of why I went with mm. the Daleks because, as say, we don't know the Daleks yet. This is our first encounter with them. That's true. So, you know, you kind of get it's sort of the same idea with the Weeping Angels or the four of them that we see. Mm-hmm. Um that we, we don't know what they're capable of, and they're sort of so scary, and you barely see them and things like that. So that's why I
0: went with hmm. the Daleks for that one. Do, do you think, would there be any, like, alternatives to that one? Because... For I mean, oh, sure there is. Yeah. Um, you have, sort of, like, also the paradigm of the mundane being yeah. made scary, which is one of Moffat's, you know, calling cards.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
0: I don't know. I'm just trying to think. You can maybe... Um, on on that vein, you could maybe say terror of the autons because you have like yep. the plastics, you know, things that we are used to every day,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
0: and things like that, like sort of turning against you and things like. Because obviously you have like yeah, you know, the really scary, but where um, Joe Grant gets sprayed in the face by a daffodil and she gets the sort of plastic film stuck over her mouth, she starts suffocating. I Ooh, mean that's. But-
1: yeah, that, that'd be good. Yeah, or what about Terror of the Zygons? Because, again, you've got the kind of the shape-shifting aspect of it mm. and that sort of thing, so... Yeah? Yeah, that'd be good. I mean, it's, that's the thing. It's, what's, what's interesting about this list, before we get to number one, mm-hmm. is that, obviously, um, the favourite episodes, they're kind of ones that are kind, uh, sort of the more unusual type ones, obviously. Mm. I mean, kind of away from what we regard as the norm of Doctor Who. Yeah. So in that it's actually quite hard to pick something that's like it Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's what i mean what i found i mean but um yeah also something else that i noted was how wildly different a lot of these top 10 lists are as well Mm. (laughs) because i found another one which was basically the second result Mm -hmm. and they had number 10 fires of pompeii
0: oh interesting how i get overlooked it's a good episode
1: Oh, yeah, it, does. it sort of gets lost in the noise, doesn't it, a bit. Hmm. Number seven, Christmas Invasion. Uh, it's, well,
0: it's not bad, but... It's
1: not number seven good, though, is it? No. Yeah. Um, and they had something that, spoilers, they didn't even have on the Buzzle- BuzzFeed list, which was School mm. Union, which Ooh. I was quite glad, because I, could, I couldn't think of anything that would be like School Union.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, nothing. I'm getting absolutely Absolutely nothing. nothing. Yeah. Because you can't really think, well, see, if you're trying to sort of go on well, it's like the, the school, it's, you know, got a bit of a secret to it. I mean, uh, it's very tenuous, but you could say Remembrance of the Daleks, I suppose. Yeah. But it's, yeah. I mean, it's more about the Doctor reuniting with Sarah Jane Smith. And that's the thing about classic Doctor Who. Once the companions leave, they go on, they go on.
1: You ain't seen them again, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but number one on the list that I used mm. uh, was Human Nature, Family of Blood. Ew. So for that, I picked Inferno. Ah, okay. Because it's, again, it's kind of the alternative reality type things. Mm. And it's kind of how... Because Family... Uh, sorry, um, Human Nature, Family of Blood, it does not end happily. No. And neither does Inferno. No. A whole a world dies screaming in Inferno mm-hmm. and you see it pretty Yeah. You see it in pretty hardcore. But I mean it's one of those things that it it's one of those things that you enjoy the story and you know, you kind of get the nice little meat cute scene at the end mm-hmm. and you think, Oh well Doctor saves the world again but then you think about it and you go, shit <laughs>
0: he, well, he saved one world. <laughs>
1: yeah, but you know exactly. So mm. um, that's why I picked Inferno for that. Yeah, I see um, what you mean yeah so. so that was my ideas um, for that thing so mm-hmm. you know but um, by beware on those I think your might the say to say that your mileage will vary
2: mm-hmm.
1: doesn't really cover it because I can see people you know take oh, you shouldn't do this taking my <laughs> <our> advice <laughs> <laughs> and I think which makes me laugh every time I think about it mm-hmm. um, and sitting down and watching the war games and being bored to tears and <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yeah so I mean just like stepping away from that list in sort of general yeah if you had to like say if you were bringing someone into it what would you say like definitely what I mean obviously we've said city of death that's so sort of, yeah. like that's like your your entry level what yeah. would you say would be the next step
1: um I I mean it, again it kind of depends on the person I was talking to but hmm. um is someone who's just into general sci fi. Mm.
2: Um,
1: I mean, we're both big advocates of Pyramids of Mars. Yeah. We did a whole episode about Pyramids of Mars. Mm. Um, again, I sort of t- I tend to go towards Tom Baker myself because I yeah. think he's on just a level of being a, a sort of an accessible kind of doctor for someone who's not familiar mm. with it. I would 100% say stick with Tom for now. Yeah. Um, I say, I mean, because just going with my own sensibilities, um, if you're sort of into your horror, I love Image of the Fendal
2: mm-hmm.
1: for a starter episode as well. It's got loads of action. It's scary. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of, as well, and it's kind of alternative history, which I'm a big fan of as well, kind of Secret Origins of Man. Mm-hmm. I love all that shit. So um, <laughs> that's that's another one of my go-tos as well. Mm-hmm. Tomb of the Cybermen. Yeah. Absolutely, Tomb of the Cybermen. Um, I think if you're someone who's into your kind of classic monsters as well, like if you want to see like old school Daleks, old Mm. school Cybermen, I'd definitely say The Invasion. There are. You have got the the issue of the fact that not all of it is available, but it's Mm -hmm. been animated on DVD. So you can watch the animated fill ins.
0: Yeah, it's not bad.
1: And it's not bad at all. No, it's not bad at all. Mm. Um, I think, again, if you're. I mean, if you're sort of an anglophile, if you're a person who's from, you know, another country but is really into kind of the British culture, you know, a little bit about about us and sort of things. I'm trying to think. So, like, mm. some maybe something historical, like, could go with the visitation, maybe.
0: Yeah, I love the visitation. I mean, it's it's a bit chunky, but it's it's fun.
1: Yeah, it's loads of fun. I mean, mm. that's the thing. I mean, it kind of it keeps you going. If you're someone who doesn't like the amount of sonicking in mm. modern Who loses the Sonic in this. So you get none of that. Um,
0: yeah.
1: Um, think. I mean, I would say that with the first Doctor, I think you kind of have to be aware that, I mean, again, this is we're talking about 1960s British television. The staginess of it is probably mm. going to put you off, and the pace mm-hmm. it is, it is a kind of a thing of, you know, these weren't meant to designed to be watched in big chunks. So mm-hmm. if you're going to go with that, I would literally say, watch one episode a day. Mm-hmm. and then come back to it the next day. Yeah. But again, things like The Time Meddler.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If it wasn't on this list, I would still say The Time Meddler. Um, kind of knockabout comedy-wise, The Romans is really good for that as well. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Like, if you want to laugh and sort of historical episode as well, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um mm. trying to think of like an old-school Dalek one, which would be good. Um, oh, I'm a big advocate as well with The Mind of Evil. I love The Mind of Evil. Mm. Um, I think it's, again, it's sort of... It's six episodes, so space it out. Mm-hmm. But if you space it out, I think it's really enjoyable.
0: Yeah. Um, I was just thinking, uh old school dark it could maybe would you say dark invasion of earth?
1: Yep, dark invasion of earth mm-hmm. and as well, you know, if you kind of want a condensed version of it, watch the films. Mm-hmm. Although that we don't consider them canonical, yeah. There's still basically the sort of the edited highlights of yeah. Dalek invasion of earth 2150 it's kind of edited highlights of um the episode which is six episodes again mm-hmm. um so yeah check that out if you as well and you know it's in color and it's a bit more action-packed and it's uh you might enjoy it although like i say we don't consider it part of the official canon so to speak it's kind of the never say never again like with the bomb film <laughs> um Trying to think what else? Um I mean so I mean maybe you could go with something like Revenge of the Cybermen. Um uh, mm. I
0: d I I don't know about Revenge of the Cybermen. I I never really sort of took to it.
1: Bit stagey, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you've got an incredibly camp cyber leader as well. I mean what about I get...
1: actually, what about Genesis? Genesis of the Daleks. I think you kinda of
0: have to just like really sort of get into your Daleks. This yeah. is something more sort of like once you sort of like this is probably like for people who are like more sort of like into like the new who, because obviously you've got Davros, you've got the Daleks, things like that. So, yeah, I'd say Genesis of the Daleks, um, ignore the bit with the clam. Yeah, um, if every,
1: even we ignore the bit with the clam. Yeah, although I did. i oh, just need personal anecdote of watching this. I was sitting when I used to live with my parents, I mean, I was sitting downstairs watching it on the big telly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and my dad, it was the bit where they're escaping up the scaffolding. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's really exciting seeing I was into it. And my dad went, why are they using World War One rifles? <laughs>
0: <laughs> was he not paying attention? <laughs> that was a bit of a plot point in the first part.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jeez. Um, <laughs>
1: I in it. Um, actually, hmm. think back to where I've uh, sort of introduced things, um, like what, whatever was on United States Netflix, mm-hmm. um, Ark in Space.
0: Ah, Yes. I mean, Um, ignore the bubble wrap, but you know, yeah.
1: Yep, Um, I say I I I love the episode. It's really funny. I was going to say as well. (laughs) Um, You know, you get the great line of Harry here is only qualified to work on sailors and things like that.
0: Um, uh-huh. <laughs> you
1: know stuff like that I mean you know it's it's fun you get the great sort of chemistry between um, Ian Martyr uh, Elizabeth Sladen and Tom Baker
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, again it's a slightly shonky monster especially when the wearing falls out of the cupboard yeah. don't worry about it you know it's, you'd concentrate on the story and you will love it mm-hmm. I
0: think yeah uh, I would say if you've watched Day of the Doctor and quite like the rapport between you know Matt Smith and David Tennant I would say maybe three Doctors if you yeah. can, like, forgive the gel guards. Um, but this is... That's three Doctors so is, like, really... Uh, obviously, because it was the 10th anniversary at the time. You know, so... Uh
1: no i think that's a really good shout actually mm. i would i would definitely pick it over the five doctors oh um, yeah um because no not the
0: mind probe
1: no not the mind probe um yeah <laughs> i would pick it over the tens of i think it's more fun and you get you kind of um there's sort of varying reports on how well john pertwee and patrick troughton got on mm. uh sort of depending on who you talk to um but yeah i think that they're really fun to watch just the two of them on screen together and uh you know, Nick Courtney's Brig is in perhaps never better in it because he's just so constantly exasperated. He's kind of the ultimate straight man in it. It's it's really fun, and actually, although it's a bit again, you, I think if you're kind of a bit sensitive to kind of campy um, kind of villains, Omega may <clears throat> may tip you over the edge. But I think if you can cope with it. <laughs> Yeah, um, the thing
0: you have to know about him is he's a bit mental. You yeah, know, so. I mean,
1: and to be honest, it's not just Omega. When, when British actors of this time were asked to portray someone who was kind of crazy, mm-hmm. they just went huge with it. Just, oh, yeah. So it was huge, massive <laughs> histrionics and, you know, just kind of big performance and, you know, kind of shouting and falling over and, and to be honest you kind of have to get used to it a little bit especially mm. when you get into the 80s mm-hmm. and the whole idea of Doctor Who acting sort of yeah. just begins to take hold because yeah. it had been on for 20 years at that point and I mm-hmm. think that there was this thing that when you're on Doctor Who you have to act in a certain way mm-hmm. and it sort of becomes a little bit obvious yeah <laughs> yeah I yeah. mean you, you see it more definitely sort of Sixth and seventh Doctor eras, people who you know who are Doctor Who acting, and you will see them a mile away. They
0: stick out like a sore thumb. Of, mm. We sort of, if there was like anything from the eighties, you would point out. What would you? Because I think that's like a good sort of like indication of what eighties Britain was like. Happiness Patrol.
1: Yeah, absolutely. If you like, if you want a snapshot of th- sort of Thatcher misery time, mm. <laughs> Happiness Patrol is kind of. <laughs> You <laughs> know, it's kind of your go-to. Yeah. Uh, maybe even things like Vengeance, uh, vengeance on Varos, maybe, yes. as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, obviously, kind of it being a satire of... I mean, it's actually... I watched it uh, sort of last week, actually. Hmm. Um, we were listening to the commentary, and um, kind of... It's actually... It's themes. Although it doesn't look very fresh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it looks quite it does look quite creaky even mm-hmm. like on dvd but um in terms of its story and its themes and kind of as a satire of television and things like that it's it's actually quite fresh feeling so yeah. i think if you go into it with that idea
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's it's actually a very good
0: story yeah mm-hmm. um i would say if you want something maybe a little bit more uh, I don't know if "cerebral" is necessarily the word I'd use for it, but I know what uh, you're going to say. <laughs> what am I going to say? Ghostlight. Yes, that was that's one of them. That's because <laughs> I love me some Ghostlight because that's one of those ones where you have you have you can't not watch it once and like put it down. You have to like go back and go right. Hang on, what's going on here?
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, I've like I've said before, I've watched Ghost Light maybe six or seven times, and I there are still points where I'm like, what's going on?
0: Mm-hmm. But because it's... it's
1: just like, but you get something new out of it every time you
0: watch it. Mm. And it's just, it's, it's, there's something that's really sort of nicely clever about it all, you know, sort of, you know, Homo Victorianus Ineptus, you know, all sort of evolutionary gags and things like that. But one of the other ones I was thinking of was, maybe it was kinder.
1: Yeah, actually. I think if you again if you're sort of once you're inured to mm-hmm. this is kind of like level two classic stories, I yeah. think. Once you're kind of inured to kind of effects and stuff, mm. I think yeah, Kinder is is a good one. Maybe even something like, um, maybe not No, maybe not that. Um d- 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 um I mean maybe even Fenric.
0: Mm. I would say, though, going back to Kinder briefly, if you do have the DVD of it, if you get the DVD of it, please do just put the uh, remastered effects on. Oh,
1: my God, yes. Please because, put on remastered effects.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it's not just because the the Mara in the original version was crap, but that new Mara that did. Oh, my God, dude, I was creeped out by that. And yeah, it's
1: actually, I mean, that's the thing. That's kind of, although this whole idea of remastering um doctor who and it's been the same with star trek actually Mm. the the whole idea of remastering it to to be how they envisioned it has Mm -hmm. been somewhat controversial yeah um you know there was a big fuss over an episode called planet of fire over here Um,
0: yeah that was i have to say that was kind of unnecessary
1: oh it was so unnecessary yeah um but i think that um Kinder is an episode which highly benefits from it mm-hmm. because let's put it because it's got a big snake in it, and the original one looks like a big pink draft excluder.
0: <laughs> yeah, but um, that's the thing. That's the thing with this sort of the the, the new CG effects in classic Who. When they hit, it's glorious, and when they miss, it's just sort of like, uh, you know. I mean, another one I would say it would probably be a bit of a miss for me is Time Warrior.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, is, it is a miss. I mean, think uh, or like Robot, mm-hmm. where you're you're with it, you're with it. The K1 Robot's big, but then it picks up the Sarah <laughs> and it's just like a little dolly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you're like, I'm out.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but um, like um, Revelation of the Daleks, when they did the special effects on that one, they were pretty good because uh, some of them were pretty chunky, but they managed to go back and sort of fix them.
1: Yeah. yeah, I would say as a rule. I mean, I know that you're obviously you're a big Seventh Doctor fan, and I, mm-hmm. I like the Seventh Doctor too. But I would kind of tend to tend away from kind of some of the later Seventh Doctor until you're kind of into it, mm-hmm. because there was a big, there was kind of a big push to make the Doctor more mysterious and add in sort of lots of backstory. Yeah, I think unless you're kind of familiar with kind of a lot of a lot more lore, mm-hmm. lore, lore um, of. Doctor and kind of his history and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You're if when you get to *Remembrance of the Daleks*, you're going to be like, "What? Yeah, yeah." Because some of the stuff he's doing, you kind of have to know. You kind of have to know your who a bit better. Mm-hmm. So I would say, you know, they're great stories. I mean, *Remembrance of the Daleks*—great story. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it's one that I would kind of leave for a little bit once mm. you're a bit more comfortable with your classic. I would say,
0: yeah. Um. What else?
1: See that's the thing. I it mean, it's kind of. It, I mean, again, it's one hundred percent depends on the person because mm. if it was. If I was with my one of my mates who's like a proper goth, I would sit her down and watch Stones of Blood with her, mm. or I would watch State of Decay with her because I love yeah. State of Decay and it's it's um, like a really kind of gothy, vampiry, Hammer horror kind of story. Mm-hmm. So Stones of Blood, um, but I wouldn't show that to somebody who's kind of into their hardcore like 50s feeling sci-fi i would mm. maybe show them the silurians yeah yeah that's true um, you know so it it 100 it depends on the person but i think purely as someone who's coming from the new that you know maybe start just pick a tom baker title you like the sound of mm-hmm. um don't watch it all in one go break it up into bits mm-hmm. because it wasn't designed to be watched that way because again if you're coming to like uh, British television from like a punchy forty-two minute American-style Doctor Who, which has been influenced by American television, mm-hmm. you'll be bored, senseless, <laughs> <laughs> as well. Because you'll you'll get you'll get pissed off with the amount of times they recap the same stuff mm-hmm. for the people who didn't see it last week. Yeah. So um, yeah, break it up. Sort of watch an episode a day. And to be honest, if you don't like it, you're, you're like if you just don't like the story. Mm-hmm then just ch- try something else because there's so much variety in Doctor Who. Yeah. Kind of no two things are exactly the same. Mm. So there will be something out there for you to try. But again, what I would say is if you've watched it and you truly just can't get on with it, it's all right. Yeah. We'll still have you. It's fine. Um, the only people that piss me off are people who go, Oh, I like Doctor Who. No, I'm watching classic stuff and I don't want to. Yeah. I, the, if you're going to be a Doctor Who fan and you want to enjoy all the oeuvre and get... Like, you get all the references and, mm-hmm. you know, really immerse yourself in the world. You should at least try Classic Who.
0: Yeah, you have to give it a shot. You can't, you can't not. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's sort of like, I mean, okay, maybe Star Trek isn't as good as an analogy because they tend, like, all the different series tend to be separate from one another with a the few crossovers. But, you know, when you watch, like, something like Deep Space Nine and you get something like Trial and Tribulations, you have to sort of, like, go back and see some of the original series to get like a good bead on it
1: yeah well i mean mean, especially deep i mean deep space nine is kind of a little bit unique in star trek Mm. because it does lean on it leans on the past but it it does forge its own way but you kind of have to know a bit about Mm -hmm. next gen to kind of really get the most out of deep space nine but again like even next gen Mm -hmm. like picard's relationship with the klingons and sort of how klingon culture works Mm -hmm. Unless you sort of know a bit about TOS, I think you're not going to get as much out of it as maybe you could. Yeah. I mean, it's fine, but if you want to kind of be a step ahead and really know, like, you know, why why things are happening the way they are, mm-hmm. it's beneficial to you to watch it. I mean, it's kind of unique in that way. I mean, I wouldn't say to anyone who's a fan of the US remake of the Tomorrow People to go and watch our Tomorrow People, because <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> If you tried to watch *Our Tomorrow People*, I think your brain would explode. <laughs>
0: they are pretty miles apart, aren't they?
1: Yeah. Mm. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I do sort of. I did. I did wonder when I heard that they were remaking *Tomorrow People* <laughs> for America. I was like, "What?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> is, I mean, even even watching *Tomorrow People* now, mm-hmm. it's so weird. <laughs> um, and it's so seventies. I mean, it's it's like if they they might as well have said to me if they were making a *Sapphire and Steel* for America. I'd be like, oh. "Why? I because gonna, they do not get it.
0: I was just going to suggest Sapphire and Steel.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of it's so. I mean I think that's the main difference between America and the UK sci-fi wise. Mm-hmm. Our science fiction is miserable. Yeah, it's miserable. <laughs> we expect everyone to die screaming, <laughs> humans to fuck up the planet, to to ruin everything for it to be a horrible dystopia. Whereas in America, it's like well, the human race is great. We're going to go into space and make friends with everybody.
2: Woo-hoo.
1: I mean, you know, if this if we made Star Trek, mm-hmm. we'd would be a slave race or something. Yeah, it would be like the mirror universe if we made it.
0: <laughs> it would be so on the back foot; it wouldn't even be funny.
1: No, I mean, you know, if you if you really want to, I mean, just watch something like Quatermass,
2: mm.
1: something like that. Just or A for Andromeda, mm. the original A for Andromeda, and stuff like that. It's you know, kind of our science fiction is miserable
0: mm-hmm. if you want something like not it's not quite science fiction but if you want something to really really bum you out threads
1: threads yeah oh god Fuck. i had nightmares mm-hmm. i had nightmares days after i watched threads it's horrible mm. um i mean and as well because we're obviously we're children of the 80s mm-hmm. and um you know we would have been babies when you know, this was all happening and stuff like that. I mean, because we were lucky, a lot of the real kind of scary stuff of the Cold War passed us by.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but yeah, it's,
0: um, it's 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 more the thought. Thing. It's more the thought that it could have happened, not it might happen. It's more that we came
1: goddamn close to it as well. Yeah. I mean, and it's you know, on days I mean, until the wall fell, mm-hmm. it was sort of you know, we it was something that we just all lived with. But as mm-hmm. um, I was say, if you really want to watch that and then watch, have you see, ever seen any of the Protect and Survive? Um, Oh. Adverts.
0: Oh God! Oh, I mean, you watch that and you just think, "No, that's no fucking I mean, way." I'm
1: just, I mean, because I live near London, I would just be vaporizing the first wave, and thank God, I don't mm-hmm. want to live. I'll, I'll just go die. That's fine. I don't, I don't want to have to wrap up people in bin bags and leave them on the side of the road. Yeah, just... which is what it says to do in those adverts. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, but not just that. Like things like the rats. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've ever read those,
2: yeah.
1: Um, just all our sci fi is like that. Um yeah. we expect to die and to fuck everything up. Oh like all like all the like the um like the triffids and mm-hmm. um, oh the Midwitch cuckoos and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. All all our sci fi is like that. So I think you have to go in with that mentality of like we are miserable.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you will yeah, enjoy yeah. it much more. <laughs> I mean, if you haven't noticed that about the British people and its culture already, I mean yes. yeah. Yeah, have you not been paying attention say,
1: you've, not, you've got to get down with our cynicism I think to mm. really to kind of enjoy it because we, we don't expect to live long
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I mean I was, just, I was thinking about like American series where it tends to be a bit bleak and the only thing I can think of off the top of my head was the Outer Limits like the the reboot yeah, yeah, Limits. Well, um, but that's usually sort of like how it goes anyway it's like oh there's some aliens overhead oh what do they want oh no maybe they want to attack us oh they're sending us a message oh we can't decipher it just yet hang on a sec, let let's see what they do oh no they're doing something weird let's nuke them oh wait the message's been translated they will come in peace oh fuck
1: fuck yeah, wah, you know? wah, 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 wah. yeah. um
0: V oh yes that's true
1: Yes, <laughs> hide mm. your guinea pigs, hide your rats. <laughs> uh,
0: uh. <laughs>
1: uh. Chuck tells me a story about when he saw that because he saw the original V like mm. on transmission, and he said that that like ruined his brain. <laughs> it's such a weird effect as well when she eats it.
0: <laughs> no. oh, it's, like, oh. yeah. <laughs>
1: it's,
0: it's almost like it's like borderline Terry Gilliam sort of.
1: Yeah, it's, it's so the, weird.
0: The jaw stretches and, and oh, it's really,
1: and it's like over cranked footage. It's like a toot really quick as well. Mm. Oh, it's so weird. I'm uh, thinking so. The remake of V was kind of pony. I would just watch the original V.
0: Mm. Never saw it. Anyway,
1: anyway. <laughs> we're on the topic. Um, yes, yeah, so if you want to watch our sci fi, be miserable, maybe have a beer first, mm-hmm. have a depressant, you know, yeah. maybe take some Quaaludes or something, really get miserable and then watch it. Um, but otherwise, uh, yeah, Doctor Who, great. Try it. Yeah. You might like it.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'd like to, if you. If you actually decided to try a new out of our suggestions, we'd love to know what you thought. If you know, if you're a new series fan and you had a delve into some classic cool, let us know what you think. You can email us at the greatest show at simply syndicate dot com. Um you can follow us on Facebook at dot uh, Facebook.com slash greatest show podcast, or you can uh, follow us on Twitter at Greatest Show Pod.
1: Absolutely. And also if our our episodes as we speak now are now going up on iTunes slowly. Mm-hmm. So if you're a person who's listening to us via iTunes, we'd really love to get a rating and review from you. It helps us get out there get noticed, get on some charts and stuff, and get new people listening to us. So if you wouldn't mind dropping us a quick rating interview, it would be much appreciated. I mean, if you sell us with shit, we'll take
0: whatever we can get. Yeah,
1: we'll delete that, yeah. yeah. We'll, no, we'll delete the shit ones. Just well, five-star reviews, actually. Yeah, yeah that's just uh, Five
0: stars, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, while you're on Simply Syndicate, if you're on Simply Syndicate, check out some of the other shows. Uh, we have uh, Tech and Relief It, Nerd Hurdles, uh, Starbase 66, Atomic Trivia 1-9000. Uh, many, many, many good things so yeah. yes
1: everything you're interested in we've got a show for you
0: mm. so anyway thank you very much Emma
1: thank you Mike
0: and we shall talk to you another time
2: bye bye